Juggling motherhood and modern day life can be stressful and relentless, but it doesn't need to be this way. The Joy of Being podcast is the answer to maternal mental health, bringing sustainable relief and calm to hardworking mums everywhere so that you, your family and work can thrive. My name is Marina Pearson and I'm your host, transformational coach and mum who loves to interview business owners, transformational professionals and creatives to have insightful conversations about what it takes to really live a life that is thriving, fulfilling and full of joy. So in the next coming weeks, I have decided to launch a coronavirus series in which I'll be bringing on amazing guests to talk about these uncertain times and how even in uncertainty, there can be an amazing opportunity for us to thrive. Now, that may sound weird, especially if you're seeing markets tumble, especially if you've got people around you that are suffering because of the the virus, uh, and maybe even if because you are scared of your business coming to a halt. Whatever it is, the fears that you have and the panic that you may be feeling, then this series is going to really help with that. I felt really compelled to bring this into uh, my awareness, but also into the awareness of you, the listener. So with that in mind, I'm super excited to be launching this series and for us to create a different conversation to the one that's being had in the media. Not to say that this isn't important, not to say that we're not entering into difficult times, but to say that there is and there are other ways of viewing it other than the panic and the fear that's being brought to the table. So if you are feeling that and you know you're, you are being affected by the coronavirus through your business, through your finances, through your health, then these are going to be incredible conversations to be tuning into. And if you know of anybody in that situation, then please, please, please do share the episodes with them. Enjoy. And on today's show, I've decided to bring back the amazing Anne Wilson, aka The Welsh Chef. I reached out to her because I couldn't think of anybody else I would much rather interview than her to talk about all things money. I know that this is a big deal for a lot of people at the moment, and I have found myself going into fear too. There's certain aspects of this economy that we're going into that actually have a direct effect, not on not only on those that I know around me, but also on myself and lots of loved ones. So I thought, well, you know, this is such a huge topic and one that I know that she'll be able to bring a calming conversation to. So if you are wondering, oh my God, what the hell am I going to do? If you are someone whose business has been really affected by what's been going on, if you've seen your uh, <laughs> savings assets just throw themselves off a cliff in the markets, then and you're wondering, hey, oh my God, and, and it's keeping you up at night and you really don't know what to do, then this is going to be an amazing episode for you. Answers a lot of those doubts. Enjoy. So welcome, everybody. And on today's show, oh, I'm so excited to have my beautiful mentor, colleague, friend, maverick, wonderful lady, Anne Wilson, back on the show to talk everything money related as the markets are going off a cliff as people um, are worried, sick about their businesses and not knowing what to do next. Uh, if you're in the hospitality business, if you're in the travel industry, you would have felt this more than anybody. And as somebody who runs an Airbnb in the summer, well, hey-ho, 
you know, I'm sure that at some point I'll be feeling the repercussions of this. Um, so I wanted to bring Anne on to talk uh, about what's been going on and what we can do individually in our homes. So this isn't a highbrow conversation. This is really about bringing it back to something really simple that we can do to help us during this really difficult time. Hi, Anne. Lovely to have you here. Hello, my darling. And I love being called Maverick. And I love the fact that we're not doing highbrow. You know, um, to hell with bloody highbrow. There's too much crappy highbrow. We need, like, this is real. This is about us, you know, money, life, consumption, certainty. So thank you for having me back. I always just love our conversations together. So yeah, can't wait to dive in. So, you know, there's a lot of talk now at the moment, like, oh, I've lost all my money in the markets. You know, that's, I mean, I know, <clears throat> I, you know, I went on yeah. the other day, I've actually turned my application off. In fact, I've yeah. rubbed it off my phone and I'm like, I'm not going to look at this. Um, until probably next year, because it does look, I mean, literally 50K off my balance sheet. Boom. Um, And I'm like, okay, so what's your take on this? Because a lot of people say, oh, I've lost all that money, but that's not true, is it, Anne? Yeah. So I think, you know, I think the first most important thing we start right up front is really practical. We have to be super discerning, each of us individually, of what are the conversations we're going to choose to participate in. And that's the conversations in terms of inside our own head, our conversations with others, our conversations digitally. And one of these conversations, and part of being really conscious about our conversations is going really notice the language we use. Where are we addicted to love the drama? Where are we getting hooked into and where are we getting off? You know, really, where are we getting our rocks off on adrenaline, high drama? Because we might go, oh, isn't this terrible? But a part of us is loving it because it's a fabulous fucking distraction. Instead of actually going, what's true? So when it comes to our financial markets, and especially when we're talking about the stock market, one of the great things about the stock market is it's highly liquid. What does that mean? We can buy and sell in a heartbeat, in an instant. We can get instant valuations. It also means that it, people can look at it and go, oh, my God, I've lost 20%, 30%, this. And it's super important that language is managed because the only thing that matters is how we respond and, and react. And nothing is lost. We've got to really understand with our assets and our portfolio valuations, they are just moment-by-moment moment valuations saying right now, if you chose to buy or sell these specific holdings, these shares that you have, remembering that on the stock market, we are actually holding businesses, this is the, the, the price, and so that moment-by-moment moment valuation is just exactly that. It's just a little moment in time. And so to use the word we've lost is just going to trigger our nervous system, get our limbic brain lizard having doing the Macarena. And, um, and so we haven't lost anything unless we start responding from fear and do something really stupid, which is sell out of fear. 
So this is re- so this this conversation I think is so important being really clear and go oh fascinating right now the valuation of my portfolio which is a moment in another minute is going to be a different story and this is why you know we we we, you know, we can talk about what are the you know some of the the, the, money, the money rules we have because really understanding that our emotional brain our limbic brain the responsive brain is not a good driver of our wealth bus. No. <laughs> so the only way we lose is if we react and we sell. And for those of us who've understood how the markets actually work, remembering that we are buying and holding shares in great companies around the world, that in six months' time, a year's time, 18 months' time, we'll look back and go, wow, aren't I so glad I, I really mastered my emotional intelligence and I protected my money from me by being consistent by not reacting by, you know, some of the things we can, you know, what are the, some of the practical things we can do? But the most important thing is control the conversation hmm. in our own heads. <laughs> and also, you know, you and I, obviously I've been working with you for the last three years, but mainly it's been about consistency yeah. and being able to contribute every single month into index trackers that you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think there's, almost three fundamental principles and we can expand on some of the others where we are. But the first thing, you know, so much what's happening right now is about our humans desperate fear around uncertainty. And so we try and control the world, life, everything else, you know, at its core of it. And there are a few things we can control and there's a whole bunch of stuff we can't. So it's getting really clear on what are the things that I can, what are the things that I can't control and stop trying wasting your beautiful life force on the stuff we can't control. Do a few things we can and at the bottom of it all, just connect and be with life. So what can we control is being consistent. Consistency is one of the most important aspects of financial well-being. Consistent in the, our investment strategy, just do the same thing over and over and over. And I often say, you know, boring is beautiful in investing. It, it really, truly, great, great investing is deathly dull. <laughs> Maybe I don't know how to word the, use the death word. But um, it is and so this is about just being consistent not trying to time the market not trying to go when is it high when is it low it's about going here's my simple strategy and i use words simple and i'm just going to consistently invest in this and this is using cost averaging and a lot of people love the idea of cost averaging and they love the idea of consistent investing when the market goes up the real test of personal um, leadership is when the markets are going down. And here's the irony. It's when the markets are going down, we should be really celebrating and getting super excited. You know, as consumers, as humans, humans love to then go and spend money. When they want to spend money, they're lining up on Black Friday, Cyber Bloody Tuesday, whatever other big sale day there is. They're running over little grannies to go and, you know, get those big sales. Now, we're having the same thing happening in the markets. They're just an amazing sale, but people are freaking out and not wanting to be in. Now, you also don't want to go the other extreme and go, whoa, I'm now going to do random stock picking and guess where the market's going to go. We don't know. So we just be consistent. So super important right now, if you haven't yet got a consistent investment strategy in place, 
put it in place. And we will share a great free training that I've got for everyone to understand what that is. And then just stick, either get an investment strategy in place and then every single month you're doing a consistent (laughs) contribution into a set of these index trackers, which comes to the next part of this consistency. I love index trackers because what an index tracker is, it's a bundle of investments that you buy or a bundle of shares and companies through a single investment. And the index tracker literally just chooses and puts in that bundle the top performing companies in any specific market that you choose. So why that is relevant is none of us know where this big tumultuous change is going to end up, where it's going to to, stabilize out. Um, And that's really important because some people are trying to guess, you know, this market or that market. What we do know for certain is structurally things as we know it will change. Some of the way of working will change. Some businesses are going to be decimated and devastated by it. Others are going to thrive in it because that is what happens in change and transition is just happening really fast. So with an index tracker, it's, it's automatically self-optimizing. So companies that are not going to survive or going to struggle through this change will drop out of the index and those that will thrive will go into the index. So if we just keep buying index trackers consistently, we're automatically ensuring that we are actually investing in the better performing businesses. And so this way we really get consistency in a simple strategy is the the greatest wealth resilience resource we have. That's amazing. And it it just makes so much sense that when we remain grounded, it's just common sense really, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) And, um, I used to have a science teacher, I can remember him, and he always used to say, common sense is the least common thing <laughs> amongst <laughs> humans. <laughs> no, it's the opposite of complicating everything. Yeah, um, you know, we get overcomplicated. When we go to fear, it's very hard for us to remember that. And so, you know, consistency is really important. And I think the next really important thing we can do is we look at our costs. Now, I often will speak about it's so important that one of the things we can control in investing is our costs. A few things why, again, I love index trackers, but for us to be really discerning that we want more of our money working for us, not the financial industry. But right in any times of big transition, whether you're starting a new business, whether your things are changing in your family life, or right now where there's a whole lot of uncertainty going on, what we each have control over is our consumption. What is the cost of our day-to-day life? And what a beautiful opportunity for us to declutter. I go, do a big detox on your spend. Slow down. I was about to swear. Is your... Is your um, it's an E, so you're it's, right. It's explicit, so... Okay, cool. So it's... <laughs> I was going to you know, this is such a great opportunity for all of us to just slow the fuck down. <laughs> In our you know, our emotional response in our side, but also just to go, okay, we are almost being forced to just go, let's look, let's, let's look at our priorities. How do I consume? When we're spinning and out there and racing, it's very easy for us to neglect what I call the back end, you know, where the money flows out because we've got, we're so busy 
chasing the next deal or the hustle or the this or the that or life. But actually, he has such a beautiful opportunity to go, great, let me go and look at the cost of this thing called My Life, Inc. How am I choosing to consume? What are the things that actually bring value to me? How can I get rid of those? What are other options that I have? How do we get creative? Because when we can lighten our financial load, the impact is way more. A lot of people go into losing certain income streams, revenue resources, and, and and want to go, oh, how can, how can I, I, I replace that income or how can I get that income? But if we don't take this opportunity to actually lower our costs and use this amazing opportunity, we, we're not breaking some of the, the consumption cycles that don't serve. And every dollar or euro or pound or rand or Vietnamese dong or whatever it is that we happen to operate in, we can save by really decluttering our outflow is worth about 10. You see, my dog agreed. <laughs> worth at least 10 of the income earned. And so this is a beautiful time for us to also just go, how do we and how do we do that? And also around this whole aspect of costs, what better time for us to consume all of that stuff that we've had that we haven't been consuming. So all of those unread books on the shelf development, all of those digital courses we haven't done, at the back of the pantry, those tins of soup that have been sitting there, you know, I think there's also such an opportunity for us to go, okay, great. How can I also consume what I already have under this whole light and the load? And I think there's, so there's going to be a beautiful opportunity of consciousness around how we consume, and that directly relates to to our costs. I love this, and I'm super excited. And actually, that was one of the things that I've been feeling recently that I've been <clears throat> doing too much in the sense of like uh, spending, and and so I've been like, oh, great! So these next couple of weeks, maybe month or so, the only spend- oh, yeah, who knows. <laughs> The only spend I really have is food. That's it. I'm not planning to go anywhere. Um, yeah. I can't go anywhere, um, just to the supermarket. So that's the cost of petrol down. And the con- other consumption is really Netflix and little else. I mean, obviously there are, you know, the cleaner can't come. So that's a cost that I no, no longer have to use, etc., yeah. etc. Et so I'm super excited <laughs> I think it's yeah. going to be the best month ever in terms of how much I've expect, how, how little I've spent. Um, so it's been um, it's been a bit of a relief actually. Yeah. To kind of go, oh, good. Well, that means that I don't have to go anywhere, do anything. And so on 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 the other side, like there's a lot of mums, for example, Anne, that are really, really, really worried about not being able to cope. Yeah. And. One of the things, one of the things that I've realised is is that it's actually a, a breath of fresh air, not to have to live the lifestyle that I have kind of self-imposed on myself mm-hmm. because I've been asked to come back in and restrict it. So yeah, yeah, I, I've just I, I just got really excited by that. <laughs> yeah, you know, one of the lovely principles that is often touted or, or spoken about in, in, in some of the decluttering circles is to start with the blank canvas technique is to say, you know, clear out a room hundred percent. Don't, you know, just go, Oh, do I need this? But it's to say, you know, 
well, whether it's your side table, clear everything out and then consciously choose what goes back in. And just as you were speaking there, while it might feel uncomfortable, scary, it's almost as though we're being given a chance to have a blank canvas approach to our lives and our consumption and where we're being challenged with the more monster that we've become almost enslaved to believing more money, more consuming, the bigger house, the bigger holidays, the more we can jam into our time, the more we can fill our kids' schedules with different things they need to learn and training in X and Y is, is the way to be successful, to fit in, to be, to be enough, to be worthy. We've almost been given this amazing opportunity that it's stripped it right back to go, wow, I can really be conscious to go, what, what do we bring back in? You know, how do we sit with that blank canvas, notice what comes up, where does curiosity want to take us? And then as we transition, we're shifting. I'm, see, I'm, I'm getting my children are, are joining in today to show that. <laughs> <laughs> We're all in this, but yeah, and I, and I, you know, I, I'm not in any way diminishing how, how challenging change is going to be, and for for parents who's now got to have kids at home, um, home care, schooling, trying to still have, have economic activity, whether it's still trying to run at work. I think there's also just such an opportunity for each of us now. How do we collaborate? How do we contribute? And I think there's almost a greater opportunity for real conscious connection and contribution. Using virtual, digital ways you know, to, 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 to do that because we're going to have to out of necessity. So it's almost what's beautiful in some of these big times of transition. It strips away the frivolous. And when we have a choice, we can either go into fear or we can go into creative contribution. So we can go and buy a new roll and pasta. Or, you know, I've just realised, I've you know, I'm talking about what we're consuming, I developed a little bit of an addiction. I, I, I'm a, a late starter in the crochet world, but I got a, I've got addicted to crocheting and I taught myself with YouTube and I love it because from a mental point of view, different sides, but I haven't been crocheting for a while, but it did, I realized, triggered a little bit of addiction that I fell in love with the all the pretty yarns and the colors and feeling them. So I would go off it and buy these yarns and I've got um, quite a stash of yarn around. So I'm also going, hey, you know, there's time for, you know, what are the crops? What are the things that maybe we're stashing around? So I saw a lovely meme of crochet toilet paper. So who knows? Maybe I can create a whole new business there. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. So Anne, in terms of, so we've got consistency, consumption. We've got costs. What else? And then, and then I think that the other big C, which has always been in our investing world, is contribution. You know, the key thing um, in the whole framework of wealth, I often talk about the five recipes for wealth, which is about how do we manage our money? So that's management and leadership. You know, are we clear what we even want? The next key recipe is getting assets working for us. So we have this framework, we have this robust framework of assets that can actually do the earning and grow. And we need these multiple streams of income. 
if anything, this is showing us we need um, to have multiple sources because the, the world, she is a changing. And that model of a job for life, it, it, that died years ago. I mean, literally like decades ago, but most people are still caught in, in, in well, that model. Well, the system still asks, what's your occupation? Well, exactly, and our schooling system. So we, we caught in this. So this whole aspect of having assets, whether it's investing in stock market, investment property, low-input businesses, is super important. We have these juicy things that become our amazing framework of support and resilience, and they give us safety, security, this, this and then as we move up, our ability, and ultimately freedom, freedom to be able to respond and be resilient. But it's super important that we are contributing into building up that framework. And that starts is how much of, of the money we earn and bring in from businesses, jobs, are we putting into, into assets? How much of our energy are we contributing towards creating assets through things like a digital business or uh, providing value? really even understanding what an asset is and how much are we contributing of our energy. And this really is a big determinant because we get to control that where we direct those forces. You know, there's a lovely personal development phrase, you know, um, energy flows where focus goes. And so this is also where are we focusing and then allowing our contribution of our energy, our time and our money to are we contributing to the, to the frameworks that are actually going to be support us or are we contributing to fear? And are we contributing to the things that will just eat at us and, and not support us? So this contribution and consistency of that contribution, so from, from a pure money aspect investing, keeping that regular contribution going into your investments, into your assets, and actually right now looking at is there a way for us to top up that contribution right now, knowing that we've got a big juicy sale on. So while we're looking at squeezing the juice and some cost reductions, can we actually be increasing that regular consistent in investment? Because when we look back in two years' time, 18 months, those of us who've been able to do that are really going to be the ones who are going to have this massive um, expansion in our net worth because of what we do in these times. Love that. So it's a bit, you know, it's once again, this, this comes to mind is, are we into it for instant gratification or are we yeah. into it for the long haul and understanding what we need to do for the long haul uh, instead of, you know, going, oh, my God, I'm just feeling something and I have to do something now. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, so, just, I just want to appease the, 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 the scratch or the pain or the fear, so that reacting. Yeah. yeah. And we've often spoken about this, you know, the, where do we, are we playing the long game or the short game? Mm-hmm. in every aspect of our life. And, and the short game can feel easier in the moment because it can be very reactive, responsive. We can get that sugar hit, that dopamine hit, that whatever it is. Um, the longer game takes more emotional stability. It, it, it takes more consciousness because we actually have to move up in consciousness. You know, pessimism, you know, and I'm not being judgmental in that, but actually the limbic brain, you know, I've got my support team who just like the chorus who like goes yay yay in the background when they think I'm sharing something profound. Well, that's the story I'm going to stick with. But hey, <laughs> but you know, pessimism is is a very lower energy um, emotion, and it's a, and it's a more and it's an automatic emotion for humans to actually be 
choose to focus on creativity, solution, pessimism, does require more energy. And so we've got to elevate that, and, and it's a choice. So maybe that is the fourth one, is really we have to choose what we are going to focus on and, and, and what we are going to choose to see and be in this. And that, and that choice has to be conscious because if we just react and respond, as you said, that knee jerk, it, it, it very seldom is pretty in the long run. I guess it's a bit like uh, what comes to mind is, uh, you know, thinking, oh, if I just have this little bit of chocolate now, it won't matter. But then you have a little bit of chocolate. No, but no, no, Marina, chocolate, chocolate doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sorry, I'm joking. <laughs> and then suddenly, you know, months later, you're like, oh my God, how did I put on so much weight? Yeah. So it's almost like not understanding how, how the now affects the future. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So wherever you want to go now. <laughs> so for those of you, I had to deal with my five-year-old son again. There's going to be a lot of podcast episodes, I think, in the next coming weeks where I'll just be like, oh, and yes, I had to go in and, and deal yeah. with it at that moment. We've talked about consistency, consumption, or or, or yeah, the costs contribution, and there's also another element to this which I'm seeing more and more. It's something I wanted to talk about on my live today, which is creativity, because that's something that we we have the that we're built to create, right? Absolutely. Oh, I love that. And when we, I think when we really get that, that is what resilience is about, responsiveness. And actually being, trying to control is not what humanity is about. Actually being responsive and creative in response to the changing world, which in truth is changing every single moment. That is what life is. Life is consistent change. And then our creativity on how do we do this beautiful dance with it is the most invigorating, wealthiest aspect of the joy of living and well, the joy of being, you know. And um, so, yeah, creativity. And I think it's being creative to how do we respond in our businesses, in our families, in our life is going to be the truest this is going to be the greatest, greatest tool we have. And it's something that's actually naturally within each of us. Mm-hmm. How do we be creative of, with managing the kids at home under feet while you're trying to run business? How do we be creative with how we consume? How do we be creative with ways of doing business? We're seeing huge corporates having to be creative. How do we change the, 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 this, this unconscious model that everybody's just assumed that this is the way the world has to work? And how do we use this time creatively to go, wow, can we actually transform this to have better conversations, to have better a relationship with the earth, with side? And I think when we can bring our creative juices to real solution and, and problem solving, but also opportunities. You know, often we'll, we'll think about this as just problem solving, but what about opportunity creation, um, which is huge? And I think when, and creativity is the juiciest and free resource we all have <laughs> available to us in abundance. Because there's something for, to, to, there's something to be said for reinvention and in times of transition. Yeah. 
huge. And, you know, as you mentioned earlier on, there are businesses that will make this, there will be other businesses that will rise, there will be businesses that are made specifically for this. Um, like in the last recession where we had like the Ubers, the the, yeah. the Airbnbs of this world that came about because of something that needed to have be newly expressed in yeah. the because there were things that just weren't working. And I think we've got so many amazing resources and tools that many people just don't even know about. And so maybe with creativity, is I think that maybe the greatest opportunity we're being all called to is, is contribution. Um, you know, I know we spoke about our contribution to ourselves, but contribution for others where we have resources for those of us who know how to run digital businesses, how to have these conversations virtually. How do we share that? Um, you know, sharing with somebody how to have a Zoom call, so whether it's not just for their business, but if it's to make sure we stay connected with the grandparent who maybe is can't get access to. How, how do we actually use the extraordinary tools that as humans we've created as enablers of connection, not isolation? Mm. And of community, not separation, of connectedness in a world where, you know, the irony, again, we look at this, we've gone through this crazy swing, almost quite fascist of separatism, let's build walls. And now we're being shown, yes, there might be a physical asset, but how do we use these tools to actually create a whole new set of community, conversation, compassion, connection? And I think for those of us who have already the skills of virtual working, digital connection, community creation, really being called to how do we share those resources um, and create a whole new conversation of opportunity. Yeah. I, I, I <clears throat> Today in one of the Facebook groups that I'm part of, uh, there were a couple of people that said, I'm going to take the day off um, to really focus on how I can help everybody in this, in this group. Um, on how I can help you to pivot, how can I help you to any questions that you might have. And I just thought that was so gracious and so kind and so loving and such a beautiful way to kind of go, okay, yes, there is this part of humanity that is all about uh, the connection and contribution. And that's innate, actually. When yeah. we're in our center, that's what wants to come out. That's what, what, what wants to come forth, not the selfishness, don't have time, greed, all of that is just... Yeah, self-protectionism. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's as though I think the it's times like this where we're really called to, and use maybe an overused phrase from Gandhi, be the change we want to see. You know, when everything's rolling along pretty smoothly and average and as consistent in the way we like it, it's easy for us to talk about gratitude, about contribution, about compassion, about being consciousness, about uh, emotional intelligence, around personal empowerment. Boy, are we being given an opportunity to double down and go, cool, we've, we've talked the talk. Now what does it mean to actually do it? How do we really drop down into deep, almost radical gratitude about what we already have? How do we drop deep into conscious consumption? How do we drop deep into contribution and community and collaboration? 
What does that really mean? And but I say that talk that at that core, this amazing opportunity we have to truly drop in to. I believe what is the, some of the greatest, greatest aspect of what it is to be human. And we've got an extraordinary opportunity to do that. And so I know that yesterday on our calls, um, we talked about another C, which was contingency. And mm-hmm. um, because as I shared, or, you know, some of us shared, the things that we rely on to bring us income yeah. right now may not and so there has to be a contingency plan so tell us more about that because there may be people you know my moms that are listening in women listening in who are going okay well this is all great but my my income has just like what I relied on is no longer reliable so could you absolutely so, I mean, this is why it's also super, super important that contingency starts with lightening the load. We have to, have to, have to lighten the load because that starts giving us just a bit more resilience. You know, we, it just gives us more ability to pivot when we're not carrying a bigger load financially. And so contingency start really getting serious about going, how can I start building up a cash safety net? If you don't already have one in place, do that. And it's not, that's not about selling your assets, but do whatever that takes because this and the ripple impact of it could be 18 months. Plan for that. And I think this is really important that continuity to be whilst in the moment you might be trying to deal with a screaming kid underfoot, but we've got to find moments to go, okay, I need to also be thinking down the line. What are the possible scenarios? And this is this is very different between running into catastrophizing or fear, but in a centered way, go, okay, let me plot out some scenarios that could happen. If my income is completely run up, what what could happen? And what are my options? How do I bring creativity? What else could I do? What are the stuff side? What's a middle line? What's a sort of low impact line? And what are the contingencies I have for that? What are contingencies I have for resources that I can put in, different income streams? What are resources I have for um, new income streams I could bring in? So, for example, e-commerce is going to be exploding. Mm. Um are there new things that I could be doing just this morning? I wasn't self-isolating very well. I was walking my dog and I ended up chatting to some strange person. And that's what I tend to do. And um, we ended up having this lovely conversation. This dude is a tennis coach. And so we were talking about exactly this. What is the contingency? What is, is, is the plan? Plan. And I shared with him that another friend of mine has a completely digital business teaching Tennis, of all things. You know, people think, how could you teach tennis via the internet and via videos? And he does. He runs a very successful business. You can look it up. It's called Fuzzy Yellow Balls. Isn't that a cool <laughs> name? <laughs> and so just sharing with the chat, I was like, wow. Okay, yeah, he could do tennis lessons, strategy, doubles, all of this virtually. How do you, So this contingency is getting very real about what, could be happening, not to scare the bejeebies out of ourselves, but just to be honest, just let's just get real. Then go, what are my options? And then using that creativity to put some contingencies in place. Go, great, how could I pivot? You know, could I do run my, my business virtually? Is there another stream I could bring in? Could I start an e-commerce business? Um, 
can I shift from believing a lot of trainers and speakers in that market, you know, events are being canceled, stuff to go, how do we shift to a different modality of connection? So in every different business for, for teachers, you know, is there opportunity right now for somebody to be setting up some great homeschooling channels in Facebook groups, bits and pieces to, to provide that kind of service. So there's massive opportunities right now, but how do you also factor in that contingency? Love that. And I guess that's really important because obviously it was just suddenly, right? Like, yeah. And even though it had been looked a bit difficult and it was looking like it was going to hit until it does, it's a bit like, Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I think this is also an important lesson for all of us yeah. in um, you know, what are the things that we can also do going forward if we haven't before, whether it's in our businesses, whether it's in our personal life. Often when I you know, take people through a well-designed portfolio, people go, well, Anne, you know, why do I want to hold gold? Well, I don't want to hold that amount of cash. I want everything in that high burning side. Whoa, my business is doing this. I'm just going to put everything in there. And I go, That's great when your business is doing that. But the reality is things change exactly as we're seeing now. And so part of contingency is having diversification, having different assets working. And then you might say, well, Anne, that's great. You know, the horse is bolted. Nice we have this conversation now. But this too shall pass. And how are we going to use the lessons from now for our future? And are we going to stop trying to chase you know, one thing, often I'll say, you know, there's that lovely phrase, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Well, many people don't just have all the eggs in one basket. They've only got one damn egg. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's about how do you have multiple baskets and multiple eggs. And, I can and some that. of those eggs are going to be boring as hell. Yeah. And some of those eggs are not going to do anything for years and years and years on end. We've had very low interest rates. We still do environments so people haven't want to hold cash. They haven't want to help gold because it's just done nothing. Go, oh, and that's too boring. Because it's for times like this, we understand that, oh, that's why we have some of those things. That's why we have a cash safety net to catch us. And we design in contingency planning. So I guess it's more about a resilience plan more than anything else. Yes. Yeah. In times like this. And um, the the thing that came to mind when you were speaking was... um, the sense that it's really about planning and being able to actually take a look at what we've got and what we haven't. You know, what was interesting. I was at a, at a, a mum, a mums in business networking group here in Javier um, not so long ago. And I was sharing the story around, you know, signing up to your course. And then because of this, not knowing where I was deciding to go straight in and doing two two weeks sitting there on my bum doing the work to actually find out how much I'd actually spent the year before and um, did my inflow and outflow sheets. And just to sort of see where I was at and the look of, of kind of incomprehension of some of the women that were there was like, Oh my God, no, I could never do that. And mm, one of the things that I see so clearly now is that if you don't know where you are, how the hell are you, how the hell do you know where you're going? Because you have to understand where you're at. 
to be able to know where you're going. So something that's so simple that can be done is just to get, just to sort of understand what you spend your money on the last three months maybe. Yeah. And to then um, go, okay, well, is that really relevant? Do I really need to be spending my money on that? And actually really get real with yourself so yeah. then, okay, I don't need to. And, oh, my God, I had money here, money there. Because a lot of people think they don't have the money to invest. Yeah. But that's because they don't actually... Want to put a cash safety net in place, aura, 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 yeah. Yeah. They don't know where they're at. So they don't know that they could actually, sort of like with the the um, the, the, the aqueducts, sort of re... You know, yeah, redirect the money. The money flow. So rather than spending the money on maybe a membership, they they didn't even know they had. They could use oh, that yeah, to put somewhere else um, and to start building that cash safety net. To start building that emergency fund. To start building um, to put money back into the investments and so forth and so on. Because it doesn't actually. Because a lot of people think right that it. it you have to have lots of money to invest in these index trackers, but that's not true. You- oh, 25 pounds a month, 50 euros. Actually, in many platforms now, they're going to what are called fractional units. So you can do it from $1. Right. Wow. But, you know, really changing it. And I'm so thrilled you brought this point up because I think in times like this, it comes back to choosing where our focus is going to be. And, you know, we, we were chatting just before we sort of jumped on going, there is so much noise going on that also part of that choice is muting some of the channels, which are just full of fear and noise and stuff because they do co- they consume our energy, they consume our resources. And instead using that time to get clear, you know, clarity gives us power. Get clear on what are our expenses? Where is that money going? What do I really need? I love the fact, thank you for bringing this up because maybe that's the biggest C of all. Also get clear on, on what's true and what isn't. You know, get clear on where are we getting caught into just hype and fear? Because for me, I think the, the, the thing that sits as heavy on my heart, the biggest devastation is not the virus. The biggest devastation is going to be a lot of the very, very, very knee-jerk fear-based responses that many people are making right now, that the long-term implication of those, the devastation is going to last for a long time. And so just clarity and calm, as we said right at the beginning, maybe you're going to have to call this podcast just calm the fuck down, (laughs) (laughs) is, uh, you know, just get clear. Get clear on where your money's been going. Get clear on what is true. Get clear on what options we have and don't don't fight those that you can't and um, get get clear on, on what is important and what do you really value and strip away the rest and the final one is chocolate <laughs> 70% above is very very good it's I think it's an immuno it's an immune boosting isn't it a superfood superfood yes so everybody else can have the toilet paper <laughs> because there's millions of people that have for centuries realized that a good soap and water does the job and, and I'll take the chocolate. <laughs> yeah. I'll hold chocolate over toilet paper any day. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Anne, oh. for, for sharing your wisdom and for coming on the call to, to bring sort of calm to the money and economic side to our lives because I think that this – as well as our health, and I did a, a one yesterday 
talking about our immune system and actually why why the hell governments aren't focusing on that versus just focusing on the symptom of something else yeah. us not looking after ourselves um once again this is you know a different conversation to the one that I think most people are having. So thank you for, for coming on and thank you for adding so much value. Now, if somebody wants to go, okay, great. I've listened to everything you've said today. Yeehaw. And but this is great. Now what, now, now what do I do? Okay, fine. I can look at my, I can look at my, um, expenditure, my costs, my contributions. So, Marina, for the, your fabulous tribe, so I've got a great um, resource, a free resource. It's a webinar, it's a training. I call it the Roadmap to Freedom. But in it, I show you how to actually get clear on exactly where you are and where you need to go. So what is that in terms of your, your assets, your net worth? Do you know where that is? What are the two biggest blocks to people actually getting financial resilience and, and financial independence? And then I'd st- go through a six-step roadmap, the six elements that you need working for you and in what and in what structured way in order to actually claim back your power around your finances and get it working for you and get this beautiful framework of freedom working for you to get yourself to financial freedom, ultimately, you know, which is freedom of anxiety and worry and have these beautiful assets working for you. So, yeah, there's a link that everyone can click on to go and do this training. Use the time you've got to fill your mind with stuff that's useful for you rather than fear and get a great foundation in place. You know, a lot of people say, you know, when should I be investing? And I will, we should have been investing yesterday, but actually we should only be investing after we've educated ourselves. Get clear, get clear on the steps. And it's never too late. So it's it's only going to be late if you have never done it. And so in the sense of like you're just yeah. up your clogs and you're like, oh, I should have invested. It's never too late. So if you're thinking, I mean, it's not too late because you don't give a damn. Yeah. So it's never too late. <laughs> so if you're listening and you're like scared about what to do next or you're like, you know, this is the right time for me because I yeah. do have some time. I have been thinking about sort of sorting my money stuff out. Um, Then please, please, please just click on the link in the show notes and go and do this roadmap uh, because it is so worth it. And having worked with Anne for the last three years, I know how worth it is based on not just the internal side of my life, but also what's been happening financially for me too. So thank you so much, Anne. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure as always. And yeah, I think just such a joy that we can be having grounded conversations in such time transition. So thank you for providing that leadership, Marina, and just sharing so abundantly your amazing gifts. Thank you so much, Anne. And until the next time. (laughs) Love you loads. Bye. Remember, at the end of it all, don't take it all so damn seriously. And there we have it, another beautiful episode of The Joy of Being. Now, if you got something from this and you know somebody that could really, really do with a boost of positivity and joy, then please do share the episode with them. It's amazing the ripple effect that these episodes can have on others. Failing that, if you'd like to join a different conversation around what's going on in in these uncertain times, then please do join the Facebook group, The Breathing Space for Hardworking Mummers. You can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash the breathing space for mums in business. 